You want to hear something strange and kind of scary? Of course you do. That's why you're here. Imagine waking up in your bed and you can see, you can hear, you can look around, but you can't move at all. You realize that you are absolutely paralyzed and it scares you. And for a moment you think, well, maybe I'm dreaming. But you realize that you are too conscious and aware to be asleep. Yes, you are definitely awake. At first you try to move your body, but it's not working. Next you try to move your leg or an arm, still nothing. Then you think, maybe I should start with my fingers, and your fingers ignore you. Anxiety begins to creep in. Now you feel desperate, so you try to talk. You think, if I could just talk and speak loud enough, I'll wake up my wife, or my husband, or my boyfriend, or my girlfriend, or my roommate, or neighbor, or whoever, and they can help me. I just need help. Somebody shake me out of this, please. Panic has now swallowed you whole, and you sit in its belly, digesting. You start to question if you'll remain forever in this state, paralyzed, cut off from the world, completely aware of your surroundings but incapable of communicating to the outside world in any way. This is sleep paralysis. Terrifying, right? It sounds like it couldn't be any more awful, but it could, and it is. Now, imagine while in this state of sleep paralysis, this state of utter helplessness, suddenly a shadowy figure enters the room. The darkness the entity is made of is so deep it pierces through the shadows of the room, making it clearly visible. Fear shoots through your gut like a target round. As the figure slowly approaches, your only instinct is to scream. Surely a scream would scare it off, but you can't. You can't scream. The sight of this thing, this shadow person, instantly made you forget you were powerless. But you are just as quickly reminded as soon as you attempt to scream or run or fight. You can't do any of that, and it's getting closer. If only I could move, why can't I move? You think to yourself. You try to kick. You try to rattle your body awake. If you could just figure out a way to unlock yourself. If you could just start moving and... Breathing. Growling. Jesus Christ, help me. What is happening? You don't even believe in God. Yet right now, in this moment of complete and utter helplessness and terror, the only thing you instinctively know to do is beg God to save you. You feel pressure on your chest as the shadow man squats on top of you. It's getting harder to breathe. Your neck feels like it's going to explode from your heart beating so fast. The shadow's face, or lack thereof, leans in close to yours. You hear breathing. You now long to breathe like him. Your heart continues to race. Your breath gets more shallow. You wonder if this is death. Even though you can't speak 
In your mind, you scream out to God again. Help me! Help me! Help me! You're sitting up, in bed, gasping for air. Your heart is racing. You can move. You can move. You're touching your face, your chest. You look around the room frantically. There is no shadow man to be found. And you sure as hell aren't getting out of bed to go try and find him either. Your heart is still racing, but it's calming down, slowly. You're finally able to get a good breath and breathe normally. You are frightened as fuck. What in the actual fuck was that? You slowly calm down and chalk it all up to just being a dream, a nightmare. So you survey the room one more time to ensure nothing's there. It was all just a freaky dream. You lie back down but are hesitant to fall back asleep for fear the nightmare will happen again. But the fear eventually subsides and you decide that you will give sleep a try. But before you fall back into unconsciousness, you thank the God you don't believe in. Welcome, everybody, to another Parasensory Remix episode. This is Remix episode number two, Sleep Paralysis and Shadow People. If you have been with me from the beginning or or if you've gone back and listened to my entire catalog from the beginning, it, it was clearly obvious to you that the first few episodes were of a very poor quality. I think the first two I did strictly on my phone just to kind of prove a point that, you know, a podcast can be done even with limited resources and, and just using your phone. It was kind of a challenge to myself. And that's how this um, podcast uh, got started, basically. But I'm doing these remix episodes to just kind of get the quality of my content where I feel it should be. I want my whole catalog to kind of be at this standard of quality that I feel it should be. So, I'm redoing, remixing, just totally revamping these first few episodes. I think I will do one more after this one. I think I'll do a remix episode three, and I think that will be it for the remix episodes. So for the first time, I have some fun new announcements. Uh, one of those being that I am working on a patreon page right now i will probably have two different tiers for a patreon a parasensory patreon one of them uh, will probably be probably be two to three dollars a month if you want to sign up and i think it'll include things like early access to episodes and i think i'm gonna include a um, monthly bonus episode and i think my other tier will probably be 
$5 a month, and that's going to include early access. It's going to include a bonus monthly episode. And I'm also going to add a ton of extra exclusive content that could be, you know, with season two coming up, I'm going to have a lot of guests. I'm going to have a lot of interviews. It's not going to turn into a talk show. Don't worry about that. I'm actually going to have experiencers on my show talking about their strange and unexplainable experiences. And the Patreon on that $5 tier will include you know, things, uh, you know, details that might have been left out of the episode. It might include an interview that I had with that person, and we may further discuss their experience. There may be total parts of their story that were left out of the episode that will only be on Patreon. I've already got a guy in Germany that has an incredible story. His name's Marius. Shout out to Marius. Can't wait to put his episode together, but he's got like Uh, He's got these drawings. Um, We've got many recordings of us talking to each other that, that, you know, some will be on the free episode, but a lot of it will be on the bonus uh, Patreon content. So look out for that. Um, Also, you know, reach out to me. I've, I've, and, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me, actually, and, and that's been great. And I've loved uh, meeting a lot of people. Also, shout out to Alex in Miami. Can't wait to put his story together. He's got such a great story. But reach out to me. Email me at parasensorypodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram. I am at parasensory.podcast on Instagram. You can DM me there you know, reach out to me, tell me your story, tell me what you want, tell me what you don't like, tell me what you do like, but I want to hear from you guys. You know, it's going to really depend on your thoughts and your input uh, that will determine kind of what I do with the Patreon. Like I say, the $5 tier is going to include a ridiculous amount of stuff, bonus content, details, interviews, uh, behind the scenes stuff, different content like Marius, you know, he's got these drawings. I mean, just, just crazy stuff. Just a lot of bonus stuff that will only be available through the Patreon. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to you guys being a part of that. And it will it will just it will help the show so much. If you like the show, if you want me to continue, that will help me so so much. It will keep the production up, it will keep the quality up, and it'll help me stay a little more consistent. That's kind of another thing I wanted to touch on is I'm going to do another season soon, but it's going to be a while before that season comes out. By doing a Patreon, it will help me, it will help the show be more consistent. You know, if you join one of the tiers in the Patreon, you will most definitely get a bonus uh, episode each month. And depending on which tier you join, you will also be getting stuff just all throughout the month, all the time, all year long. Whereas if you only listen to the the show for free, you know, you'll only get what I put out for each season. You know, like season two won't be out for a few more months. In fact, it might take quite a while for season two to be put together and to be put out there. So by joining Patreon, you get to hear more stuff from Parasensory all the time. You don't have to wait on a new season. You don't have to wait yearly for a new season. There will be content that is put out all the time. So anyway, I will give links to that when it's ready on my Instagram. I will put it on my Instagram. I plan on posting a lot more on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. 
parasensory.podcast. Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> I also want to say real quick that you can still support me through anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. You hear the commercial uh, before every episode. You probably skip through it. I know I would. But if you go to anchor.fm, you can search for my podcast, Parasensory. And there's a button that says donate now. And you can support this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. So I just want to let you know that you can still do that also. And you can cancel anytime. Anyway. Without further ado, we're going to go into this topic, this this episode. I love this topic. It's truly terrifying. It's totally unexplainable. It's so enigmatic. It's, it's just a, one of those crazy topics. It's what this uh, show is all about. It's talking about things we can't explain and just diving right into it and you know hearing about these stories these are all personal stories of mine i'm also going to go into a little bit of a history about sleep paralysis and shadow people that is very prevalent in a particular ethnic group the Hmong people from southeast asia we'll give a a little segment on that as well i think you're really going to like these stories let's get right to it And we're going to get right to it by tuning our frequency to the strange so that we're prepared for this episode of Parasensory. What you're about to hear is my first experience with sleep paralysis and shadow people. I was probably five or six years old, and I had gone to bed like any other night. I remember that I was specifically lying on my left side, facing the door of my room. Right across the hall, at a slight angle to the left, was my parents' bedroom. I could see and look right into their room if I wanted to. So, I go to sleep. And at some point during the night, I wake up. I'm still on my left side, facing my open bedroom door. Then I realize that I can't move. At all. Nothing. As a five or six year old little boy, I quickly became terrified. What's happening? Why can't I move? Help me. Somebody help me. I tried yelling for my mom, but of course, nothing came out. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. All I could do was see my open bedroom door. And suddenly, as calm as ever, a shadow man stepped into the doorway. To say that fear shot through me would be an enormous understatement. I mean, I thought I was terrified before by not being able to move or call out for my mother. But when I saw this shadow man, my terror absolutely ascended to a whole other level. I mean a shit-my-pants level of fear. I could see the whites of this entity's eyes and his teeth 
his white teeth piercing through what could only be described as a smile. His eyes were open wide, almost like he had no eyelids, and he had this huge grin with his teeth clasped closed, like the Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland. It also looked like he was wearing a cape, and another feature that stood out is that he wore a hat. I don't know, he just looked like this incredibly creepy, terrifying version of Zorro. So, as I'm shitting all over myself and blowing my coronary arteries from the fear this strange and terrifying being is pumping into me, it just continues to stand in my doorway, smiling, tilting his head side to side, just taunting me. In my mind, I am fucking losing it, trying so hard to break my paralysis and scream. If I could just scream, I could wake up my parents. This thing, this shadow man, seemingly reads my mind and knows that I desperately want to scream for help because he stops taunting me for a second and looks behind him toward my parents' room. He looks back at me, he looks back at my parents sleeping, he looks back at me again, and although he never says a word, his body language and expressions say, Oh, you want your mommy and daddy? And he then proceeds to enter my parents' room. He keeps looking back at me to make sure I'm paying attention to him. My fear has ascended yet again to another level I didn't realize could exist. I'm now thinking about the safety of my parents. Is he going to harm them? What is he doing? Why am I so helpless? If I could just move and help them, the shadow man continues to taunt me from my parents' room. He keeps looking back at me with that giant, terrifying grin. He keeps his eyes on me, and he makes his way to the foot of my parents' bed. He then looks down at my parents and steps up onto the foot of their bed. He is now standing on the foot of my parents' bed, and he's looking back at me, taunting my helplessness. Oh my God, what is he doing? Please leave my parents alone, I scream inside. The shadow man then takes the bottom corners of his cape, spreads it out with his arms, and hovers over my parents. So let me try to describe this so you can kind of get a visual. The shadow man's feet are still on the foot of my parents' bed. He's still standing, but he's bending over and hovering over my parents with his cape spread out. And I'm not sure how to explain it, but just that position he was in, the way he was still standing but also hovering over my parents, it was like an inhuman position to be standing in. It just seemed like it would be impossible for someone to stand like that, in that position. So, as the shadow man is hovering over my parents with his cape spread out, he continues to look at me with that face, those eyes, and that smile. He'd look at me, and then he'd look down at my parents, and he'd look back at me, and so on, just taunting me. I am beyond terrified at this point, and I was terrified for my parents. But suddenly, 
he stopped. The shadow man stopped looming over my parents and stepped off their bed and walked back to my doorway with this attitude of, ah, relax, I'm just playing. I'm just messing with you. I had no more shit to shit on myself. (laughs) The fear was indescribable. The shadow man lingered in my doorway a few more moments until eventually he just stepped away and left. Somehow I ended up falling back asleep and eventually snapped out of my sleep paralysis and I had no idea what to think of what just happened. And I never told anybody about it for a long time. Not until I was an adult. So what is sleep paralysis? Basically, sleep paralysis is when you are transitioning either into or out of sleep, but simultaneously still experiencing REM sleep or REM sleep. During REM sleep, naturally our bodies are paralyzed so that we don't act out our dreams. So in a nutshell, sleep paralysis is when you're going to sleep or waking up and you're kind of in this halfway zone but you're experiencing the paralysis of REM sleep, which of course is why you can't move. Apparently it's very common. Some article I read said 20% of healthy people will experience sleep paralysis. I don't know what that means for people in general. I thought it was a little strange it was worded that way. What is noteworthy though, is that this phenomenon has a prominent and fatal effect on a particular ethnic group that caught the attention of the medical community. It had to do with the Hmong people of Southeast Asia. Based on mortality reports, first appearing in 1977, the CDC issued an international note that the Hmong refugees in the US were dying in their sleep. And what made these occurrences so unusual was not just the circumstances of the nocturnal deaths, but that the victims were primarily healthy young men. The CDC noted that non-traumatic sudden death among healthy young men with no definitive underlying cause was very rare. Also, the time of death, signs of respiratory distress preceding death, ethnicity, young age, and rapid transition from a healthy state to sudden death suggested a distinct syndrome which was termed Sudden Unexpected Nocturnal Death Syndrome or SUNS for short. Case studies, investigations, and even family interviews revealed no promising risk factors for SUNS. Postmortem examinations showed no evidence of prior pathophysiology, but did suggest that the immediate cause of death was ventricular fibrillation, leading to cardiac arrest. According to interviews of family members and those who attempted to rescue victims of SUNS, The fatal episode occurred during the onset of sleep. 
There were signs of gasping, shallow and irregular breathing joined by pauses, choking, and labored respiration. The victims were seemingly unconscious and did not respond to any attempts to awaken them. And the victims who did survive reported sensations of airway obstruction, chest discomfort, and weak or numb limbs. Stepping away from sons for a second, I want to mention that in 1992, cardiovascular researchers identified what is called Brugada syndrome, a cardiac abnormality characterized by a distinct EKG pattern and irregular heart rhythm. This syndrome is associated with sudden death, and most of the deaths caused by Brugada syndrome occur at night. Brugada syndrome has been linked to genetic mutations. Several analysis of Brugada patients have determined that the syndrome is genetic. And now to bring all this back to sons, in a study done by researchers in 2002, their conclusion was that sons and Brugada syndrome were phenotypically, genetically, and functionally the same disorder. Now it was also determined that not everyone with Brugada syndrome or that gene mutation becomes a victim of sons. There appears to be other exposures or triggers like sleep apnea or other sleep abnormalities that trigger the unique irregular heart rhythm that need to present themselves for it to be fatal. Sleep apnea is basically when you stop breathing several times as you sleep. Every time you stop breathing, it has an effect on your cardiopulmonary system, which is basically your respiratory system, and that could then trigger irregular heart rhythms. One overnight study of 20 Brugada patients and 11 healthy control patients found that the prevalence of sleep apnea in the Brugada patients was two times higher than in the healthy patients. So I think I'm saying this for the third time, but it seems that those who may have Brugada syndrome are more susceptible to dying from suns, especially if it's coupled with something like sleep apnea. Now, getting back to the Hmong people, they have long feared the personal experience of sudden unexpected nocturnal death, sons. Hmong believe this frightening and fatal occurrence is caused by an evil spirit, an evil spirit they call Dabsog. According to the Hmong people, Dabsog is a spirit that visits during sleep and sits on your chest with a crushing force, making it impossible to move and taking your breath away. Although there are parallels seen between sons and the visit of Dabsog, the fatality rate of sons differs from that of the Dabsog experience. In fact, the Dabsog experience is not rare among the Hmong people, nor is it usually fatal. Actually, many Hmong people have recurring experiences with Dabsog. So what does this mean? Do the Hmong people just have a culture-specific sleep terror, REM-related sleep disorders, sleep apnea, and are they susceptible to genetic heart arrhythmia disorders like Brugada syndrome? With all this combined, is this why we see such a prevalence of sons in the Hmong people? Or is there really a spirit, Dabsog, that's causing this phenomenon? Many Hmong experience Dabsog, and it's not rare. So what? Does Dabsog just taunt its victims before he decides to kill them? Or is it just really a cultural phenomenon?
So this will probably be the last story about my personal experience with sleep paralysis and shadow people. So when this particular occurrence happened, I was about 30 years old. I'm married and my wife and I are living in our first house we bought together. There was nothing special about this particular night. We both went to bed as usual, but during the night, I woke up and I really had to use the bathroom. So naturally I get up out of bed and I walk to the bathroom. And for me to get to the bathroom, I have to walk around the bed because it's on the other side of the room. So as I'm walking around the bed toward the bathroom, for some reason, I just felt compelled to look over at the bed. And when I looked, I'll never forget it. I saw my wife lying there asleep. And beside her, on the side of the bed that I sleep on, I saw someone else lying there. Which of course immediately alarmed me. It stopped me dead in my tracks. So I stopped, and I looked down a little closer thinking, who the fuck is in bed with my wife? And as I hunched down to look, again, I'll I'll never forget this, I saw that it was me. I was looking at myself lying in bed. And at that instant, it was like a movie. My whole world was flipped upside down, kicked around, and thrown off a cliff. I had no clue what was happening or how this was possible. It soon became obvious that I was clearly having an out-of-body experience. And I kept thinking to myself, am I dead? Suddenly I had this familiar sensation. After a few moments, I knew that I was in sleep paralysis, except this time I had somehow escaped my body. Believe it or not, I still had the sensation of having to go use the bathroom, but I was feeling it from my body, not the part of me that was outside of my body. All I knew at this point is that I desperately wanted to get back in my body, and I had no idea how to do that. Now I know this is going to sound crazy and a little stupid, but since I had absolutely no idea as to how to just get back in my body, I the spirit self or my consciousness or soul or whatever I was at the time decided to just sit back down on the bed and lay myself down into my body. I know that sounds ridiculous, but what else was I supposed to do? I tried this a few times and it didn't work. Who'd have thought, right? But eventually, somehow, some way. I did get back into my body. And just as I suspected from before, sure enough, I was in sleep paralysis. I was back in my body and I couldn't move. No matter what I tried, I couldn't move and I couldn't speak, but I could see. And what I saw next, well, I saw a shadow man enter our room. He came through the bedroom door and stood at the center foot of our bed. Now at this point in my life, I am sick of sleep paralysis. I had experienced it so many times in my life that I had become so frustrated with it. So my fear towards sleep paralysis and these shadow people turned to anger. 
Instead of silently screaming in fear, I screamed in agitation and frustration and anger. Within my mind, I screamed at this shadow man. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. I'll fucking fight you if you want. Just let me move and I'll fucking fight you, you son of a bitch. Get the fuck out of here. The shadow man didn't say a word. But I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, no pun intended, that he heard me. He knew exactly what I was saying to him in my mind. But he just stood there. He just stood there and didn't move at all. And I just stared back, waiting for the next move. What is he doing, I thought. Should I telepathically yell at him some more? Why is he just standing? The shadow man slams his arms down on the bed, hard and fast as lightning. So much so that it jolts me out of my sleep paralysis and I suddenly find myself sitting up in bed. My body is still bouncing around from when the shadowy figure shook the bed but there was no shadow man to be found. I was awake and a bit terrified. This seemed to be a little more than a dream because I know, I know our bed shook when he slammed his arms down. My wife could sleep through Armageddon so it didn't faze her at all. I realized as I sat up in bed that it was early morning. The sun was rising but had not quite made it over the horizon yet. So I decided to just go ahead and get out of bed. I didn't really care to go back to sleep. Now, all that I've told you so far in itself makes for a good story, but there's more to this one. Later that morning, my wife wakes up and I just so happen to be in the bedroom when she does. We tell each other good morning and she then tells me that she had a bad dream last night. Really? I thought to myself. You have no clue what I experienced last night. But I kept all of that to myself. I asked her what her dream was about and if she wanted to talk about it. She then proceeded to tell me that she dreamed a man came into our home and snuck into our bedroom while we were sleeping. She then says the man didn't steal anything or seemed like he was there to rob us. Instead, he just came into our bedroom and stood at the center foot of our bed. This detail took away my breath a little. My wife stopped telling me about her dream, and after a moment of silence, I asked her if there was anything else that happened. And she said yes. After standing there a while, he slammed his arms down on the bed.
And that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up for this Parasensory Remix Episode 2, Sleep Paralysis and Shadow People. Uh, Don't forget, the Patreon is going to be launched soon. Keep a lookout for that. Again, follow me at parasensory.podcast on Instagram. I'm going to be posting a lot more and keeping you guys up to date. So follow that. Also, there will probably be a lot of bonus material from this episode. I actually have a personal experience with Brugada syndrome, and there's some other stories that I'm going to include that have to do with sleep paralysis and just different entities that are unexplainable that have to do with sleep paralysis and actually uh, drug-induced entities. So... Be sure to check it out. Be sure to follow me on Instagram. Reach out to me at parasensory.podcast at gmail.com. Again, there will be bonus content hopefully very soon on this episode. And of course, going forward, there will be bonus exclusive content on the Patreon. So be sure to keep a lookout on Instagram and reach out to me through email if you want again you can also support the podcast through anchor.fm search for the podcast hit the donate button or whatever that button says you can donate as little as 99 cents a month and you can cancel anytime so keep in touch keep a lookout cool things are on the horizon so thank you so much for supporting me and supporting this podcast until next time keep your frequency tuned to the strange And remember, there is more to this world than what we see. See.